Good morning and Merry Christmas, my friend. It is seven degrees out here on the river, Christmas Day 2022, and I hope that you don't hear this today. I hope that you're with your family or doing something amazing and that you have the most peaceful and stress-free holiday you've ever had in your life. It's Christmas Day, the basis of our entire hope here as Christians, uh, looking forward to the day that we get to meet him face to face and today's the day that we believe that our we celebrate the birth of our savior and of course um as christians jesus coming into the world is the the thing that gave us the ability to have hope that there is a a, a way for light to break forth in this dark and sometimes difficult life listen friend i'm going to give you one old episode today just in case you're driving or working out or something and you find yourself needing something to listen to i hope you don't hear it today I hope you're not listening to me on giving a podcast on Christmas Day, but I just want to give you something just in case. This is Hope Surgery, an episode we did a while back that gives you some tools for how to mechanically produce hope no matter what you're going through. I think it'll help. Here's a song first called Chance of Snow that I recorded for Lisa a few years ago, um, and then we'll play the episode, and uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow, but I hope that you have the best Christmas day ever, and uh, hopefully you hear this tomorrow or some other day. But, but if you're listening today, know that we love you. We're praying for you. Don't forget the prayer wall. And uh, don't forget, friend, that you can't change your life until you change your mind. And one thing you need to change your mind about is the fact that somebody loved you enough that they came and died for you and redeemed you from your, gave you a chance to be redeemed from your sins and a chance to have every tear wiped away and all of the hope for eternity given to you right in the palm of your hand through the tiny baby that was born 2,000 years ago. And that incredible hope is what we celebrate here on Christmas Day. We love you, friend. We're praying for you. God bless you. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you'd like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. But but, but told you we're going to spend December kind of getting ready to get our heads on straight so we go into next year squared away. And we're going to have a lot going on this week to talk about that. Tata and I have an episode that he's got a, some information prepared for you uh, about the book of Daniel and the story about how Daniel had to wait. And that reminded me, I'm right in the, at the end of writing my book now, and the surgery I just, the chapter I just wrote, um, after talking all about self brain surgery and the treatment plan for how to deal with hopelessness in our lives and all those things, we get to the chapter about rehab, which is really about what do you do after surgery? What do you do after you learn how to change your mind so that you can get your head on straight and get stronger to prepare you not only to live better and live happier and more hopeful, but also to be prepared for the next time something hard happens? And the answer is always in that gap between what Paul said, Abraham, against all hope, in hope, believe. So sometimes you can't see hope, feel hope, your your faith is is dicey and you just have to believe in hope you have to still believe that it's possible to hope again and that'll let you hang on there's an episode i did back in march that was about the surgery of hope if wait then i called it the surgery of hope here's what i said about it think think about some things that you need to change how you think about so one of the things i'm writing in the new book is this idea that that we can learn how to think about the things we learn how to think about how we think about the things we're going through instead of just thinking about the things we're going through. So instead of just thinking about all the troubles and all the issues and all the the deals you're having to deal with, you start thinking about how do I process those things? How do I think about those things and how can I change that? If I keep running into the same problem, reacting the same way, getting the same outcome and I'm tired of that, then how do I unwind that? And the way you unwind it is you learn to think about you're thinking, right? You learn to think about the way that you're thinking about those things. So the idea is that we learn how not only to think about our thinking, but to think about how we think about those things. You, you have to learn this idea that feelings aren't facts, that everything that pops into your head isn't true, and how to, how to investigate that, inspect it, and that will help you to fight hopelessness. Well, this whole episode that I did is about how to literally perform that surgery on yourself to learn how to investigate and think about what you think about to help you fight and hold on to hope and to regain and rekindle your faith when life is getting hard. And, and holidays are one of those times when things happen. Old memories are rekindled, missing people a little bit more than normally. And it's just one of those times when you need to really fight for hope. And so I'm going to bring you back this episode. And during the episode, back in March, I talked about a song from Tommy Walker called Wait on the Lord. 
And I put that in the middle of this episode now because I'm allowed, I've got the licenses now, I can play music on the podcast. So that song is going to be inserted into the middle of the, of the episode when I talked about the song. There's some great scripture resources and also want to encourage you, I'll talk about it in a minute here on the episode, but sign up for John to Know, James to Grow, the Bible study we did last April. Uh, it's available all the time. It'll help you if you want to have something to do for the month of December to kind of get your mind on who Jesus is and a good practical way to look at how to live the Christian life. That Bible study will help you. There's a link in the show notes. I'm going to leave the rest of the episode as is, uh, cut out a couple things that are no longer relevant, some links that don't work anymore. But otherwise, this is If Wait Then, The Surgery of Hope with some music from Tommy Walker. And this is going to prepare you for what Tata and I are going to talk about on Tuesdays with Tata that hopefully we'll record later today uh, and may, may even release later today, but certainly it'll come this week. And we're going to have that for you. I just want to encourage you to think about how you think about the things that you think about. And I want to encourage you, my friend, to start today. Also, one of the things we're doing for Action April is we're going to go deeper into a Bible study about Jesus. There's a study that I've written called John to Know, James to Grow. It's the Gospel of John because that's where you learn about really the human being of Jesus Christ. And even if you're not a believer, like I said before, you can agree that Jesus of Nazareth as a human being has been sort of the most famous and durable character in all of humanity's history. And so it would behoove you to know about him instead of just what people say about him. So John, the book of John is a great way to do that. We're going to do one chapter of John a day, and then we're going to go through the five chapters of the little book of James because it's a perfect Christian handbook of how to know what the Christian life is about and how to grow in your faith as a Christian. So John to know, James to grow. There's going to be some resources and worksheets and PDFs and all of that. And if you want to end on that, we're going to do it via email subscription. So there's going to be a link in the show notes you can click on to sign up for John to know, James to grow. So also, uh, if you're a patron of the podcast, I need you to hear me. Now, if you're not a patron, um, this podcast is ad-free. Is ad we don't have commercials um, except for commercials that I run that are reverse commercials because I don't get paid for them, but to highlight organizations or people that we believe in like Tommy Walker and Messenger X and, and more that will be coming soon. But there's no commercials here, and so we're supported by listeners like you. And listeners get transcripts and extra episodes. There's at least one full-length bonus episode every month, and all of the back catalog is coming online slowly of the You Start Today podcasts that are only available for patrons and transcripts for those and all that kind of stuff. And there's going to be more stuff coming soon. Um, we may have some T-shirts and coffee cups for you guys too soon, so just be ready for that. But the word to the patrons that have already signed up, a, a few of you have signed up using your Apple ID email address. And the problem with that is if you don't put a real email address in, I can't reply to those Apple ID addresses. So that means I can't send you the resources that you've agreed to receive as part of your patron sign-up. So if you signed up with an address that looks like ngwd.appleid.noreply.com, I don't know who you are, and I can't reach out and send you the free books and the, and the transcripts and all the stuff that you're supposed to get as a part of the patron program. So if you're one of those people... Thank you for your support. We are grateful for you. But don't think that I'm not sending you something because the fact is I can't. If you can log into your Patreon account on Podbean and put a real email address in, then I'll be able to give you all the things that you deserve as a patron. So I just wanted to say that because I don't have any other way to contact those few folks that unfortunately have signed up as Apple IDs. Um, Apple ID is if you're listening to the podcast on Apple and you signed up, you went to a link and signed up and didn't 
uh, somehow switch your email address from the Apple one to your real one, I can't reach you. So check that out, fix it. Um, but please don't think that I'm ignoring you or not sending you something that you've agreed to, that I've agreed to send you. Um, I just don't know how to get to you. So if you're signed up with your Apple ID, fix it. Thank you so much. Now listen. I've been telling you lately, it's been a little bit of a struggle for me at night lately. God, it feels like he's doing some surgery on me. Every time I try to close my eyes, I'm having trouble sleeping. And a constant message that I've been getting lately is wait. I keep hearing the word wait, wait. And so I've been thinking and thinking and praying about what that means. And I've been finding all kinds of scriptures and all kinds of things around the ideas of waiting. And I realized, how do you learn how to hope? If we're talking about how we find hope, and I've told you before, hopelessness is the deadliest thing known to man. It's deadlier than brain cancer, deadlier than depression. Hopelessness is the worst thing. So how do you learn how to hope? Well, I figured it out. Hopelessness is cured by self-brain surgery, by a type of surgery that we will learn about today that is all about waiting, learning how to wait. Now, my friend Dale Margaret's, the, the man, Dale and Joe Margaret's, uh, the man and woman who sold us this beautiful piece of property out here on the river. Dale has a saying, he says it all the time, God's never late, but he's seldom early. And that's true. Sometimes you have to wait on what God's up to. So today we're going to learn about the surgery of hope. We're going to learn how to wait and why it's important and what's beautiful about learning how to wait. And as always, we're going to start today and I want to hear from my man, Tommy Walker. Hey, I'm so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa Warren, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I should have called them Lewis and Clark because they are explorers, man. They're walking down the river every day. It's amazing. They love this place. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get that done. You can get the show notes and more on my website at wlewarnmd.com. And if you need prayer or if you want to help us pray for other people all around the world, go to wlewarnmd.com slash prayer for the prayer wall. There's all kinds of other stuff on the website. You can find out how to be a patron. You can get the newsletter. You can get all kinds of stuff. wlewarnmd.com slash prayer. And if you like the show, please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. Now, whatever you're listening to this podcast on, there will be three little dots a symbol of three little dots tap it you'll find a link to share tap on messages and send this episode to somebody right now that you think will help if you think you know somebody who's looking for hope tap those three dots and send it to them right now and imagine how far we can go if more people find out about the power of self-brain surgery to help us change our minds and change our lives i'm dr lee warren and my podcast is here for you to help you feel better become healthier and be happier let's get after it All right, so I told you last night, I connected some dots, finally, connected some dots. The Holy Spirit's been messing with me at night, every night, and I connected some dots that had been kind of swirling around in my mind. God's been showing us, Lisa and I, some glimpses, some little pictures of things that he wants us to do. We we feel like we were called here to Nebraska. We've been called into something that's bigger than, it's almost scary what we're seeing in the future. And I'll share more about that later with you. But but we're seeing little glimpses of something that he wants us to do. The people around us, there's a team of people here that are going to do something remarkable. And God's calling us to something. We know it. And I know that it's wrapped up in you. 
in this community and in writing the ideas around infinitely happier, all this stuff, there's a big thing happening here that God wants us to know about how to be happier in our lives, and it matters. And I'll tell you why it matters as we go along. But life makes things cloudy sometimes. We get crushed by some big thing or some person who lets us down or some conflict at work or some diagnosis or whatever. All of a sudden, those doubt cataracts that I talked about and I've seen the end of you pop up and we can't see very far down the path all of a sudden. We start losing hope. Doubt comes in and clouds our vision and we start losing hope and we're wondering where God is and we find ourselves sounding a lot like old Habakkuk back in chapter one of Habakkuk when he said, how long, Lord, must I call for help but you do not listen? How long must I call for help, but you do not listen? If you're saying that to yourself right now, friend, if you're in the middle of something and you're calling out for God and you're wondering how long you're going to have to wait and you don't think he's listening, this is the episode where we're going to deal with that. Now, I'm not the first one to grapple with this, obviously. It's been all kinds of scripture about it. There's been people dealing with this. Everybody has dealt with wondering why we're having to wait so long. I got an email from my friend Clay that I've told you about from, from Florida that we met. Um, Clay's the guy that had the scriptures in his pocket that he gave to me and uh, just carried that armor around with him. Um, but I came to my desk and checked an email uh, yesterday morning, actually, and there was an email from Clay and had a reference to a Tommy Walker song. I've turned him on to Tommy Walker's music and he's listening and now we're sharing old stuff, Tommy Walker songs back and forth. And that made me remember what Clay shared, made me remember another song from Tommy. And it, I just laughed out loud because I'm, I'm here writing an episode about waiting. And Tommy Walker has a song called Wait for the Lord. I'm sorry, Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, He is my hope, yeah. Wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, He is my hope, yeah. And when the storms arise, oh, I will lift my eyes to see His goodness and and when the shadows come, come, oh, I will sing my song, my song, a song declaring my praise. He's my refuge and my strength. Yeah, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord. He is my hope. Sing, I. Oh, 
Psalm 61 says he's our strength. He's our strong tower, and we can run to him when we're in trouble. If you're out there listening and need encouragement, know that our God is fighting for you. He is full of strength, and his strength is made perfect in your weakness. Tommy, in that show notes, in the episode notes on YouTube of that song, he had a sentence that he quoted somebody else. He didn't say who it was, but he said he's heard a phrase, waiting time isn't wasting time. Waiting time isn't wasting time. So here I am writing to you, hearing from God about waiting, and I get an email from a guy referencing a song from Tommy Walker that reminds me of another song, and I read the notes on that song and find... Waiting time isn't wasting time, which I needed to wrap up the thought I was bringing to you. It's amazing how God does that, right? So the song Wait on the Lord, by the way, from Tommy Walker, go check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes. And this, is, by the way, is not a Tommy Walker fan podcast. Um, we talk about Tommy a lot because he's graciously shared his song Water into Wine. And we support his ministry and we just believe in the work that they're doing. So check out TommyWalkerMinistries.org for more about Tommy. But, but, but this idea, waiting time isn't wasting time is a good line to think about because the bible is full of scriptures that use this funny little phrase wait on the lord wait and i want you to know that god is not unapproachable and he's not unknowable he wants you to come closer to him in fact isaiah thirty eighteen says the lord longs to be gracious to you therefore he will rise up to show you compassion for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. So check this out. He's saying, wait for the Lord. God 
longs, he desires, he yearns to be gracious to you, friend. Wherever you are, whatever you're going through, God is waiting for you to wait for him. And check this out. So imagine the God of the universe sitting on his throne, infinitely powerful, can do whatever he wants. He says he will rise up to help you, to show you compassion. So the God of the universe is waiting on you to just say, God, I'm waiting, I'm ready, I'm waiting, I'm, I'm going to be patient, I'm waiting for you. Please come. And God says, I long to be gracious to you. I will get up out of my chair to come and help you, friend. I will get up out of my chair, Dave. I will get up out of my chair, Juliana. I will get up out of my chair, Jackie, right? I want to help you. So there's all this scripture about waiting on the Lord. And I realized something. It's super easy. I'm sorry I'm a little stuffy, so if I sniff, forgive me. I'll try to edit most of those out, but I might forget. It's super easy for a preacher or a podcaster to read you a bunch of scriptures and tell you to wait. And and to quote God in Habakkuk again, Habakkuk 2.3 is a common scripture that preachers use. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. But friend, I know this from personal experience. When you're the one that's waiting, it can seem like he's never coming. You'll be the one saying, how long, oh Lord? It seems like he's not listening. Like maybe he's not even there. Maybe he doesn't even love you. Maybe he doesn't even exist. And maybe you're not a believer. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like wondering why you keep listening to me because you don't even really believe all this God stuff and maybe it just makes you feel better somehow, but you're not sure why. If life's been so hard on you that you're just looking for some way to find hope and it seems like nothing's ever going to get better than platitudes, me telling you to keep waiting and God's going to come through, that's not going to help you very much, right? So what do we do? What do we do when waiting seems impossible and we don't know for sure if we can make it through? What do we do when it doesn't seem like God's going to come? Well, what we do, friend, is self-brain surgery. You need a procedure. I need to teach you a procedure that you can perform on yourself that will help you learn the power of waiting. Look, when people are stressed, this is going to be hokey, okay? I know some of these things I say like self-brain surgery and, and bad thought biopsy. These are hokey things, but I say them in a kind of a hokey way because I want you to understand, link them in your mind because there's powerful truth about to drop on you. Okay, so this is hokey, but but when people are stressed out and tired and their faces look like they've been ridden hard and put up wet and they're so exhausted, plastic surgeons and estheticians can do Botox injections. This drug, Botox, is like a miracle. It relaxes muscles. The drug can relax muscles and make people look more rested and even younger. And Botox can make you look like less time has passed in your life than it really has. It can lead to a sense of wellness and it can make you feel more confident. It can be a good thing. Sometimes it helps relieve pain. Sometimes Botox relaxes a muscle that's in spasm and makes people feel better. But listen to this. If your life is making you think that God is not coming to help you, like you're alone and it's never going to get better and your, your your life muscles are tense and they're stressed and your face is scrunched up because you can't bear anymore and it's soul crushing. You need some hope talks. That's silly, right? You need some hope talks. You need to fill the place, that gap in between those muscles that are so tense and so tight and your life is so wrapped up and you can't wait anymore. The place that needs the hope talks injection is a gap between what I call if and then. So let's talk for a minute about if and then. You see, all those waiting scriptures, they're designed to see, to show us that there's great peace to be found. There's faith and hope and growth and learning and joy to be found in that syringe full of hope talks that can make that waiting seems like it was exactly the right amount of time. 
because again, as Dale says, God's never late, but he is seldom early. He comes when it's time for him to come. So look at these if-then verses. Let me share a few of them with you. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then... I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. If then, Isaiah one nineteen. if you are willing and obedient, then you will eat the best from the land. If then, Deuteronomy 20, 28.1, if you fully obey the Lord, your God, and carefully follow all his commands I will give you today, then the Lord, your God, will set you high above all the nations on the earth. If then. There's so many of these gaps in the Bible, the gap between if and then. Imagine being back in Exodus. You were a slave in Egypt. The Israelites were under slavery. And God says to Moses, tell the people, if you will just walk out of Egypt with me, I'll take you to the promised land. If you walk out, then I will give you the promised land. If then. In Daniel 10, there's a story about Daniel. He's in trouble and he's praying for three weeks. He prays and prays and prays and prays and prays and prays. And he thinks God's not coming. He's waiting. He's in that waiting gap. And then Daniel 10, at that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I mourned. I ate no choice food. I ate no meat or wine. No wine touched my lips, and I used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. On the 24th day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, the Tigris, I looked up, and there before me was a man dressed in linen with a belt of fine gold. And the story goes on where the man tells him, so Daniel says, I was the only one who saw the vision. I was all alone. I'd been mourning for three weeks. Such terror overwhelmed me. He was, he was freaked out. He was deeply disturbed. He was begging God for three weeks. He prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and heard nothing. And finally the man comes and here's what he said. Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words I'm about to speak to you. Stand up for I have been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling, Daniel says. Then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard. Yet I have, And I have come in response to them. But, at the prince, but the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me for 21 days. What was happening was Daniel was praying and God sent the angel, but the angel had opposition from another angel, a demon, a spiritual angel in the spiritual realm there was battle going on that daniel was unaware of and could not see and didn't understand why he was having to wait so long but the reason he was waiting because the angel was fighting on his behalf and finally when it was time when the battle in the spiritual realm had been handled the angel showed up to daniel and he told him i was hearing you the whole time daniel i was never not listening to you i was always with you see what's happening here Daniel is in that waiting time. He thinks he's wasting time, but he's in the waiting time, the gap time. He's praying and suffering and scared and he's waiting. And the people are wandering around the desert with Moses for 40 years and they're waiting. And I've said it a million times. Tony Robbins said, emotion follows motion. If you want to feel better, just start doing better. And you'll start feeling better. Daniel doesn't give up and start eating the forbidden foods and worshiping the false gods of his captors because he gets tired of waiting. He doesn't do that. What does he do instead? He presses into prayer. He tries to hear God. He doesn't give up. He keeps up his faith. Moses doesn't give up and take the people back to Egypt and just try to negotiate a better deal for him. No, no, Moses presses on. He, he goes on through the desert and eventually gets them to the promised land. And aren't we glad? Daniel found out why he had to wait. Daniel was given a great blessing. The angel explained to him, here's why you've been waiting for me. Most of the time, we don't get that. We don't get that opportunity to know why we had to wait. But the gap, my friend, 
is where we learn to find hope. The gap is where we learn to find faith, to see the light again. That's It's in the gap. There's another big gap verse in Romans 4.18. I've told you before. Paul says, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. He's referencing the fact that when God came to Abraham and said, you're going to have a child, and that child's going to be the father of all the nations. It's going to be... Your your descendants are going to be as innumerable as the innumerable as the stars in the sky and the grains of sand on the seashore. And Abraham was a hundred years old, like he's an old man. Sarah laughed when he heard. It's like no way, that's not going to happen. But it did, and it didn't happen immediately. They had to wait. And so Abraham's Paul says of Abraham against all hope. Abraham in hope believes. Abraham didn't give up. He was promised a child, a family, but he had to wait. He would wait a long time, and it seemed impossible. And there's another lesson in here too. While he was waiting, he goofed up really bad. Remember they came up with their own plan, and Sarah gave Hagar the servant to Abraham, and had another child named Ishmael. Because he thought, well, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do—go have you know have sex with another woman and make a baby another way. Maybe that's what God meant. It's not what He meant, and we're all having to deal with that nowadays because the Ishmael's family turned out to be a. Uh, there's been a strife between Ishmael and Israel's children forever, and the Bible says there always will be. Ishmael will always be in strife with his brothers, and so that all happened because Abraham. He did wait, and he did find hope, and he did find faith, but he also kind of kind of struggled during the waiting time and tried to make things happen on his own. So it's a good lesson for us. Fortunately, though, Abraham found the hope talks. He finally believed. He didn't give up. He filled the waiting time gap with faith, and that's a great model for you and for me because the gap between against and hope is where we find faith. There's a wonderful little book, Anne Lamott wrote a book called Almost Everything, Notes on Hope. I read it once a year. This book has helped me grapple with losing a son. It's Anne Lamott's book, Almost Everything. And as an aside, let me let me just say, I love Anne Lamott's writing. But if you read Anne Lamott, you're, you're going to find a gospel that's different than the one I find in the Bible. I, I, I wish Anne Lamott's gospel... I, I wish I could find it in the Bible, but I can't. I'm going to write something about that someday. But I, I love her. I love her faith. I love the way she writes. But I, but I can't, I can't rectify some of the things that she says about God. So I'm, so I'm not um, telling you that I agree with everything Anne Lamott says. But she has got hope dialed in, and that book, Anne Lamott. Anne Lamott's book, Almost Everything, is a powerful little book, and you should read it. It will make you feel better if you're struggling with something. But here's a, here's something she said. We remember that because truth is paradox, something beautiful is also going on. So while trusting that and waiting for revelation, we do the next right thing. The next right thing. So here's what you do. Remember, actions lead and feelings follow, as our old pastor Chris Hodges said. Emotion follows motion, as Tony Robbins says. When you're struggling in that gap you press in you pray you try to you read you find a podcast to listen to you do something to find a a way to get somebody else's voice and vicariously get god's voice in your ear do the next right thing and you'll find that hope is building somehow this is a perfect what she said about about truth being a paradox that's what i'm always saying about quantum physics like some things can be Two different things can be true at the same time in the quantum world. And that's the, the, the sentence, though it linger, wait for it. Though it linger, wait for it, Habakkuk said, or God said to Habakkuk. That's a quantum reality. So listen, you can spend your entire life, Brent, hear me, stop, stop what you're doing and listen to me. I wish you could look in my eyes right now. You can spend your entire life worrying about that tumor coming back. I've seen this. We remove a tumor. 
The scans look great. The patient is well. They can move their arm again. But instead of being happier, they spend the rest of their life terrified and, and, and angry and bitter about having cancer and worried about what the next scan is going to show. And they never move on from that. And you can spend your entire life worrying about that tumor coming back and let it kill you with misery every single day until the day you die of something else at 95 years old. Now think about that. You can get your diagnosis at 30, have your surgery, be cured, but spend every day of the rest of your life being terrified that it's going to come back and, and ruin your family because you can't move on. And, and you can spend every day worried and in fear and thinking all about that cancer that's now the biggest thing in your universe, even though you don't have it anymore, and then die of a coronary artery disease at 95 and never have lived your life. Or you can get yourself some hope talks. Silly. Get yourself some hope talks and find meaning and purpose and faith and joy and abundance in the days between if my cancer comes back and then I'll fight it again. In that gap between I'm gonna I'm gonna really try to put my marriage back together and then I'll be able to have my family again. But in that waiting time, you can find meaning and purpose and you can Turn yourself into a different person, the better person, the person you're supposed to be. And maybe that's the thing that's going to fix your marriage. Maybe it wasn't her all along, brother. Maybe it was you. And maybe you getting to know Jesus and modeling your life after him will actually turn that marriage around. And if it doesn't, though, then you'll be closer to God and stronger. And you'll have your eyes on more clearly about what makes a real relationship work. Get yourself some hope talks. Start moving. Fill that gap up with something that, though it linger. You will wait for it, and that quantum reality gives you that gap filled with hope instead of despair. So it isn't, if God says he cares for me and will always take care of me, and then I'll wait on him and I'll press in and get closer while I'm waiting, better, right? Isn't that better? If, if you say, instead of, if, if God's going to give me cancer, then I'm, my life's just hosed and I'm done for, and, I, and she's never coming back, and I'm never going to be able to put this business back together, and all of that stuff, it, it, you can just descend into that and let your neurochemistry become toxic and let those self-fulfilling prophecies be true like Buford on the Hill we talked about a few episodes ago. Or you can say, if God says he cares for me and will always take care of me, then I'm going to wait on him. And I'll press in and get closer while I'm waiting. So you can take your own if-then statements and you can fill that gap between if and then up with hope. And something's going to change in your life if you do that. That hope talks is going to help you. Two days ago, I got an email. A woman named Heidi. I can't tell you last name or where she's from because I, I forgot to send her an email yesterday and ask her permission. But her name's Heidi and she wrote this. I was at a very low point, Dr. Lee, this past week. And I searched hope in my Apple podcast, and your podcast popped up. I cannot properly convey the impact your messages have had on me, my outlook and life in just a short period of time, especially the one about settling your Hobson's choices. It's as if God was talking directly to me through you. I'm deeply sorry for the loss of your son. I can't fathom the pain you and your wife have experienced, but I can tell you God is working through you. And using the loss of your son to reach people, change people, change hearts, change minds, change destructive thoughts and behaviors. Goodness is coming out of that tragedy, as I know so many others, including myself, have been touched by your words, your insights, your wisdom, and your life experiences. I thank you for this. Thank you for doing what you're doing. For the first time in a long time, I have a renewed sense of hope, 
peace and desire to be closer to God because of you. God bless you, your wife, your family, your mission. I will continue to listen and look forward to hearing much more. God bless. Heidi. P.S. I've never sent anything like this before. I hope it somehow reaches you. I'm sure you get thousands of emails a week. Listen, friend. That's hope talks. Okay. Besides the fact that it's amazing, it helped me a lot because I, that email came in a time when I was struggling again with this the sense of legitimacy. Am I doing the right thing here? Something like that always happens and comes at just the right moment. But what Heidi did is the example of exactly what I'm talking about in this episode, and it gave me the perfect way to sum this up. That's hope talks. Instead of wallowing in whatever was going on in her life, instead of giving in to the fear, instead of giving in to the hopelessness, she took some action. She got on her computer and she typed in hope and she searched until she found something where she could hear God's voice, this time through me, which is an amazing blessing to me. But this time she found what she was looking for because she looked for it. She filled the gap. The waiting time. She didn't let it be wasting time. She filled the gap with hope talks. See, Heidi figured out that hope is a verb. It's an action word. Go back and listen to episode 62 of this podcast, wl1md.com slash episode 62, wl1md.com slash episode 62. That's the episode I called Hope is a Verb from July of 2020. And I, and we, and I said that back then because I was struggling with some things and I realized if you want to feel better, you've got to get after it. Now, look, look, let's take a look at these waiting scriptures. I'm going to give you a bunch of them. And notice a common theme running, thread running through these waiting scriptures. Notice this. I'm going to just read you a bunch of them. Hosea 12, 6. Therefore, return to your God. Observe kindness and justice and wait for your God continually. Psalm 27, 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. These are action words like take courage. Observe kindness and justice. Return to your God. Always doing while we're waiting. Less talking and more doing. Psalm 33, 20 and 21. We wait and hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In our hearts we rejoice. Psalm 33, 3 and 4. Sing a new song of praise to him. Play skillfully on the harp. Sing for joy. Trust everything he does. Action words. Sing, pray, play, rejoice. Romans fifteen thirteen. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope. Here we are. Pray, Hope, trust, action words, wait for the Lord, Psalm 27, 14. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Your heart needs to take it. You, it's right there, but it's not gonna, that needle's not gonna go into your body unless you put it in there. It's not gonna inject itself. You have to take courage, take hope, seize the day. Psalm 46, 1. God is our refuge and strength, a helper who is always found in times of trouble. How do you find something? You have to look for it. You have to be like Heidi and get on Google and type in hope and go for it. You can't just sit there and wait for it. Psalm 121, 1 and 2. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? From the Lord. You don't see him up on the mountain unless you lift your eyes. That's a verb. Romans eight thirty seven. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We will conquer, friend, the gap with self-brain surgery of doing, seeking, praying, trusting, pressing in, looking for help, Googling. Hope talks doesn't inject itself. You see all those action words? Here's the deal, friend. Life is going to beat you up. It's going to stress you out. It's going to break you down. It's going to wrinkle our faces and crush us sometimes. But Jesus said in John 16, 33, I have told you these things. I have told Lee Warren to tell you these things. <laughs> Life is telling you these things so that in me 
You may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Look, the Botox doesn't inject itself into those scrunched up faces of people who are wanting to look refreshed, does it? Neither does hope talks. Hope is a verb. If you want to fill up that waiting time so it's not wasting time, then hear me when I say this. My dad would say, hey, look in my eyes. Look in my eyes. The gap is when you get closer to God. The gap, I'm going to get emotional here. The gap is when you find out that even though you lost your son, you can feel God keeping his promises like Psalm 34, 18. The gap is where you find someone else in the chemo center who seems to be coming apart at the seams and somehow you've got enough strength to encourage them even though you're both getting chemo like Samuel helped Joey in my book, I've seen the end of you. The gap is where, like my dad in the 1970s, his business was in trouble. He was in big time financial trouble, but he didn't believe it was right to declare bankruptcy. And he's praying and struggling and trying to figure out how he's going to make that business work when it wasn't working. And a man walked into his office and said, Wayne, I've got an insurance company that I need to sell. I've got to, I've got to move. Something's come up. And if you want to get in the insurance business, if you feel willing to take it over, I think it will help you. And my dad, changed his career he dug in hard there go the cranes a few more cranes going by they're almost gone but there's some outside the window right now my dad dug in learned a new industry and it turned out that's where he was gifted all along god had that whole thing in store for him but he needed to to get driven to his knees by life before he was willing to say god i'm gonna wait for you i'm just gonna wait and you show me what to do the gap is where you find the light it's where jesus ministers to your spirit it's where you can hear the still small voice if there was no gap, it would just be God, you telling God what you wanted or needed and him going, okay, cha-ching, like a cash register or an ATM. He would become a genie in a bottle that you controlled. And your strength and your power and your will would be all that mattered. But thank God, the master of the universe instead wants to give you the Ephesians 3 promise, which is bigger than something you can imagine. The prayer I'll leave you with this morning, friend, pray with me for this reason. I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit and your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, immeasurably, infinitely more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Friend, amen. Pray that prayer. Whatever you're going through, God is there for you. Your brain chemistry will improve and you'll see it a little more clearly if you decide today to take that medicine, to inject that hope tox and let it fill up the gap between what's happening and what you think you need to have happen. Decide that the circumstance is not bigger than the Savior, that the problem is not bigger than the promise, that the outcome isn't tied to your ability to feel hope and find purpose in today. Let the hope fill you up. Fill those gaps. Then relax and know that it's going to be better and let hope arise. If wait then is the path to hope. It's the path to peace, to the quantum reality of available faith in a classically difficult and frustrating world. Look, you can't change your life until you change your mind. But to do that, you've got to inject yourself with some hope talks. Get yourself some hope talks, friend. It's self-brain surgery. It's spiritual. It's good neuroscience, and it will help, but it will not help 
unless you start today. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.